let's get weird. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Ironically, this is not far from the truth. Do you believe in fate? No. Why not? Because I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. Oh, right, all right. What is going on, yo? Welcome back to Conspiracies, Fear, and Mysteries Podcast. The podcast where we talk about everything I just said in the title. <laughs> So today, man, I thought I would, you know, I was watching Unsolved Mysteries and, you know, I get a lot of inspiration from there. I've always loved true crime. I've loved conspiracies. I love anything bizarre, scary, paranormal. Unsolved Mysteries gave everything to me. So this is me giving you Unsolved Mysteries my way. Of course, that Unsolved Mysteries music scared the hell out of me, but it is what it is. It's Unsolved Mysteries, right? So anyway... Let's go ahead and get started with what I wanted to talk about today. And today we're going to talk about 10 truly bizarre and chilling cases of mass disappearances. Now, um, the latest mass disappearance, I think, was... Uh, let me see. was the Malaysian flight. Um, uh, what is it? Four years ago, five years ago, I don't remember. The Malaysian flight. Uh, and yeah, they said, yeah, they found this, that, and a third, but they still disappeared. Like it just, a whole plane disappeared, but I don't know if this is, I don't know if that's on this list because I didn't look at the whole list. Um, you know, actually I didn't look at the list, but I did like the title and I said, yeah, this is something that I did want to talk about because I was watching on some mysteries and they were looking for, you know, they have the. They have the scenes where, or they have the episodes where it's like missing people or whatever. And people just disappear on the face of the earth. You know what I mean? Um, Just crazy. Like, like what the hell happened? You know what I mean? But let me go ahead and let me read you the intro title. This is coming from Listverse. Listverse.com, an article that was written by Marcus Loth, March 23rd, 2018. When someone goes missing, however unexpectedly, it is often quickly forgotten by all except those closest to the person who vanished. However, when multiple people disappear at the same time, especially a large group, it is obvious that something bizarre and potentially dark has taken place. Even more interesting, these mass disappearance events are on record going back hundreds of thousands of years. What's more, they continue today, in the age of the internet and eyes everywhere. Perhaps the mystery of such disappearances will soon be solved. Until then, however, the morbid intrigue and theories about these bizarre events will continue. Alright, so let's get on with this list. Let's go on with this list. Oh, let's start this list. We're going to go from 10 to 1. Number 10 is going to be the Anjikuni Lake incident in 1930. 
Let me read what happened here. I never heard of this one. This is going to be very interesting for me. I love ones that I haven't heard yet. I love hearing new stuff. I don't like things happening to people. Okay, I'm not condoning anything happening to anyone just so I can have something to talk about. But I do enjoy these true crimes and these paranormal and all this all this stuff. Since I was a kid, I didn't have too many friends. While seeking somewhere to rest for the night in November 1930, fur trapper Joe LaBelle came across an Inute settlement near Anjikuni Lake in Nunavut, Canada. Although a fire was burning beneath a pot with scorched food inside, there was no trace of the 30-strong community. Furthermore, each hut still contained each resident's personal possessions. The community's food and fish supplies were full and untouched. As unlikely as it was that the entire village had just up and left at a moment's notice, it was even more unlikely they would do so without taking their clothes, weapons, and community food supply. LaBelle informed the Royal Canadian Mounted Police from the nearest telegraph office. They sent a unit to the isolated settlement. On the way, the Mountie stopped for refreshments at the home of local trapper Amant Laurent. He informed them of a strange gleaming object that had flown over his property several nights earlier. It had headed in the direction of Anjikuni Lake. Upon arriving at the Inuit village, the RCMP confirmed that it was completely abandoned. In addition, the graves on on the edge of the settlement were all broken open and missing their respective bodies. Even more bizarre, the stone markers were neatly placed in two piles on each side of the graves. The case remains unsolved despite two investigations by the Canadian authorities in the early 1930s. That is fucking creepy as hell. That is creepy as hell. I mean, and you gotta look at it, you know, is this possible? Well... It happened. You know, 30 people don't just go and disappear just like that. And without you finding any evidence of anything, the only thing they found was everything they ever owned. Who just goes somewhere without anything? And in that time, you would need, especially where they live, you need your weapon for either if you're going out hunting or protection, you know, against maybe an animal that might attack you or other people that might attack you. You need clothes because you're not going to go out naked. It's Canada. It's cold. You need food. You know, if they're going out hunting, they need something to munch on while they're hunting, right? And then they stopped over at this gentleman's house and he said there was a light. And oh, my goodness, this just gets more bizarre and more bizarre. Now, that's still yet to be solved. Um, I've never seen a report or a documentary or anything on this. I'm sure there is one, and I'm going to look for it today because I really want to know more about this story. But that's really crazy. Number nine is Roanoke Colony, 1587. Jesus, this has been happening for a while. It's a, it's a trend. It's trending. <laughs> it seems like it's trending in the in the on Earth. You know, it's like a, a trending Earth thing that's happening. So it's man. Roanoke Colony, 1587, number nine. The colony established at Roanoke Island in modern-day North Carolina was one of the first settlers from England. However, upon returning from a supply trip to Europe, 
John White, the governor of the colony, and his crew discovered that the entire settlement had been deserted. All that remained was a lone skeleton and the word Croatan. Croatoan. Croatoan. Uh, sorry, I was trying to read it backwards. Maybe I could decipher something, you know what I mean? Help help out the case. Etched into a tree. So Croatoan was etched into a tree. Many theories suggest the settlers fell victim to the Croatoan tribe who lived just south of the Roanoke colony. Well, I mean, if it says Croatoan, that means as they were getting attacked, somebody carved that so that people could see what the hell happened. Hey, look, these guys killed us. The word may have been hastily left as an indication of who was responsible for the mass disappearance. I just said that. Other theories suggest that that White's three-year delay in returning due to a war in Europe led the remaining settlers to head back to Europe because they thought their governor had abandoned them. According to this idea, the settlers perished in the icy waters of the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, well, that could have been true also. That could have been true also. I mean, damn, I didn't know he left for three years. I thought he left for like, you know, six months, a year. I mean, back in the day, it would take forever to you for you to sail. But, you know, I thought it wasn't going to, I didn't know it was going to be that long. Number eight, the Mary Celeste, 1872. After settling, after, I'm sorry, after setting sail from New York to Genoa, Italy, in December 1872, the Mary Celeste was found drifting aimlessly with no crew or any sign of life aboard, about 740 kilometers, 400 nautical miles off the coast of the Azores. At first, it appeared that the ship and her crew had fallen victim to pirates looking to obtain her cargo for themselves. However, the ship's entire load and the crew's supplies were still aboard. The captain's log also remained. Something must have disturbed the men suddenly and made them take immediate action because the crew should have taken the log even if they abandoned ship. While the disappearance remains a mystery, M.K. Jesup argued in his book The Case of the UFO that this strange incident was just one of the mass alien abductions throughout history. Needless to say, not everyone subscribed to Jessup's theory. I'm going to stop right here and I'm going to say something real quick. It's something I was thinking about yesterday. Obviously, you're going to have people that don't believe anything. They live in a box and they think, well, whatever is given to us, that's what it is. Not making fun of them. If that's what you believe, that's what you believe. But you got to take the alien thing into consideration. You got to consider it as a possibility of things that has happened throughout history of life. Alien thing. Let's go ahead and establish some ground uh, facts. The fact is that if they're able to fly from maybe another galaxy or another someplace far, they're able to travel like that, that they're more advanced than we are. Way more. Okay? Let's Let's... Let's knock that out the box. So we have the fact that they're advanced. Aliens are advanced, right? Um. Now you look at the past case because people are like, "Well, they haven't." I, there's been no reports of aliens. No. Well, you got to take a couple things. One is the government. If there is alien abductions that the government knows about, they're going to try to hide it. They're going to debunk it. They're going to say, "No, this isn't real. Um, this doesn't exist. Weather balloons, yada yada yada." 
because they don't want to cause hysteria. They don't want to ruin. There's there's money, um, you know, to be made from religion. And yes, it has to do with religion because if think about it, if we find out that there's alien species out there that come around and you know people are going to start thinking are going to start shooing away from religion and being like, well, maybe. Maybe this alien species created us. Maybe it wasn't this story that's here. Maybe it was, and you know, there's a lot of money involved in the church. Let's just keep it real, okay? And again, the people who say, "Oh, things don't happen. Oh, what come now?" Think about this. They're an advanced species. If they're abducting people, okay? If they're abducting people in 1872 and before that, and all the times, and you know, 1980, all those times. And they're already that advanced. Think about how they are now. So if you an if I'm an alien species, right, and I don't want to be seen, I don't want to disturb the fabric of this society of these beings. I don't want to disturb. Them. I just want to study them. I need to take some of them, just like we do to animals, okay? Because if we're if we're gonna catch a shark to study it, we're not gonna go to a school of sharks. We're gonna go to see a shark that's by himself. You know, we're gonna capture the one that's away from the pack. If that's how they travel. If we're gonna capture a wolf, we're gonna capture the one that gets lost. We're gonna capture the one that's away. You know, we're gonna take one. We're not gonna go against a whole pack of wolves. You know what I mean? So that's the way they think. That's the way. If UFOs were to to come get us. They're gonna. They're not gonna go to New York City to go pick up a person to go pick up thirty people in New York City. They're not gonna do that. They're gonna fly around their advanced ships with their advanced cameras and advanced technology and realize, oh, look at this colony here. They're away from everyone. Nobody would ever. If one person sees us, that's fine. You know, let's go ahead and get these people. If for the example of the ship, oh, they're in the ship in the middle of the ocean. Nobody's out here. It's eighteen something. These guys don't have that technology. Let me go and get them. You may see it die down now. Why? Because what are we walking around with on in our pockets? Almost ninety five percent of the, of society is walking around with a camera in their pocket. 90% of the time when something happens, no matter how cute or how bad, we're pulling out the camera, right? So you think these aliens that are super advanced, way more than us, are just going to be, are, just, are that stupid to come out and just start abducting people in the middle of no, in the middle of New York City or L.A. or some shit, or in the middle of Coachella. You know what I mean? Are they that dumb? They're not. I don't think they are because they're, you know, their technology speaks for itself. They're not dumb. They're very intelligent, whoever they are, if they're out there. Okay? So you got to take that into consideration. And you're just, oh, you got it. If you're listening to this, it's because you're some kind of skeptic. You're some, you believe in something. Okay? So I don't, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the benefit of the doubt. Anyway, let's keep going. Number seven, the USS Cyclops, 1918. This is crazy. The United States USS Cyclops performed duties on the seas around Europe during, excuse me, World War One. However, its mysterious disappearance didn't seem to come during battle. Instead, it appeared to be a victim of the now famous Bermuda Triangle that has claimed ships and planes alike. In February 1918, the USS Cyclops left its port in Brazil by March 3rd there was confirmation that the ship was off the coast of Barbados. Then communication suddenly ceased. 
and the vessel simply disappeared with over 300 crew members and passengers. No distress signal or call for help was received. Furthermore, searches in and around the ship's vast uh, last confirmed position revealed no wreckage, ruins, or any type of debris associated with a sudden sinking of such a large boat. The whereabouts of the USS Cyclops and what caused it to vanish remain unknown. In addition to the Bermuda Triangle aspect of the case, other theories range from the ship being a victim of a rogue wave to another claim of alien abduction on a massive scale. Huh. Number six. The village of Hoeverde. Hoeverde. This is even crazier. Check this out. In February 1923, the 600 residents of the small Brazilian village of the Oeverde simply vanished overnight, leaving their possessions and food behind. A small group of visitors made the unsettling discovery as the unsettling discovery as they ventured. Excuse me, it's making weird sounds. My microphone, it's doing what it wants now. Uh, where is it? Oh, it's because I got this close. That's why I got the phone. I'm reading off of my phone the notes. Um, as they walk, okay, I'm sorry, let, let's get back to it. Leaving their possessions and food behind, a small group of visitors made the unsettling discovery as they ventured into the town. As they walked deeper into the small community, it became apparent that no one was there. All around was a chilling silence. No birds singing, no insects buzzing, nothing. That is even crazier. That's even crazy. No insects, no bird, no animal. The animals were not making noise. That there was no animals. Do you understand the the? I don't know, man. This thing, it, it, it gives me chills. The visitors informed the local police who investigated further. Again, they found no sign of anyone and no clues where the residents might have gone. Upon entering the village school, the police saw the message on a back on a blackboard: "There is no salvation." A gun discovered nearby had been fired within the previous twenty-four hours. That's one gun, though. Several theories about the fate of the villages revolve around paranormal or alien activity. Other people point to the changing political landscape of Brazil at the time and speculate that the residents decided that the residents or that the residents decided to leave the area rather than become caught in the crossfire of guerrilla warfare. That could be a possibility also. That could be a possibility also that they just got up and left and, you know, like, hey, we're done with this wars and, you know, this political stuff that's happening in my country. As plausible as they as that theory may be on the surface, it doesn't explain why they left so suddenly without taking their clothing and food. Furthermore, there are no records of the villagers emerging in other Brazilian communities, which surely would be the case if they simply changed location. That's true. Number five, Anasansi tribe, the late 1200s. Well, it keeps going down. The Anasansi tribe is regarded as one of the most sophisticated civilizations in the North American continent. Possibly as back as far back as 1500 BC, they occupied the area as the U.S. known today as the Four Corners. They are the modern-day states of Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and New Mexico City. Uh, I'm sorry, New Mexico Meat. In the late thir 13th century, the Anasazi suddenly abandoned their settlements, which included some buildings of five stories and up to 800 separate rooms. Wow. The tribe simply disappeared. I got a picture here. This is, this is incredible. This is in, this is incredible, especially for being in that, you know, that era. Um, several Native American tribes today trace their ancestry to the 
Anasansi, and their legends state that the disappearance was the Anasansi going home. The apparent disappearance of the mysterious people is of great interest to those who subscribe to the ancient astronaut theory, like myself, not least because of the legends and myths associated with them. These theorists also point to several change markings of circular lines like a spiral on the ruins of the old Anasansi sites. Mainstream research suggests that the markings represent the sun, but those who believe the legends of the Anasansi going home consider the markings to be representations of portals and stargates, which may explain how the tribe simply vanished. Wow. Oh, it keeps going down. Okay. Number four is the lost civilization of the Indus Valley. The Indus Valley. Okay. It is not much it is not so much that the civilization, the civilization of the Indus Valley vanished as the reason behind their sudden disappearance. Some people believe that a targeted nuclear strike is to blame. The sites of these attacks center around the ruins of the ancient cities of Mohen. Mohenjo Daro, Mohenjo Daro, and Harappa in what is known now modern day Pakistan. According to such ancient writings as the Mahabharata. Oh, the Mahabharata. We'll get into that in another podcast, the Mahabharata. That's a very, very interesting um, scripture. These sites were once the home of the great Indus Valley civilization that rivaled those of ancient Egypt and Mesopotamia. Wow. Investigation of the site did reveal intricate drainage and sewer systems, brick paths, and systems for drinking water. Over 40 skeletons were scattered there. Testing, as well as the manner in which they were positioned, suggested a sudden death. British researcher David Davenport researched the sites and studied the ancient writings for over a decade. He found evidence of radiation and the presence of the fusing of materials always suggest a sudden intense exposure to blistering heat. He concluded that the intentional nuclear strike had caused an explosion that wiped out the cities and in turn the Indus Valley civilization. That's incredible. That's incredible. In the year, in 1500 BC, a nuclear strike. <coughs> That's incredible. I mean, you've got to, you know, you got to take things to consider, but you got to take these with a grain of salt. So you've got to have to have to, guys, do your research. Please do your research. In April 2007, the Australian ghost ship, uh, this is number three, I'm sorry, the Australian ghost ship 2007. Wow, this is now. In April 2007, the Australian ghost ship mystery, as the fate of the catamaran cast two became known, unfolded before the world's eyes. Although this disappearance features only three people, it is worth including here due to the relative newness of the mystery as well as the chilling details surrounding the find. A helicopter first spotted the 9.8-meter, 32-foot Kaz-2 drifting a little way off the coast of Queensland. Closer inspection revealed that the vessel had been abandoned. Although there was some damage to the sail, there were no other signs of a struggle. The sail could have been damaged while the boat was drifting, for example. Sorry. The discovery was particularly strange because the table had been set, as if the crew were just about to sit down to eat. Furthermore, the craft's engine was still running, and a laptop was turned on as though something had been work as someone had been working on it. In fact, 
all the crew's personal possessions were still on the on on board, and all life jackets remained undisturbed. Although the authorities have yet to determine what happened to the three experienced yachtsmen, they did rule out foul play or a staged disappearance as part of a hoax. That is, again, again, it is almost. I mean, there are some that could probably, like the one in Brazil where they would, the one I just read uh, two ago where, you know, the village disappeared. It could have been that they left for political reasons, but at the same time, the way that they leave is, I mean, and the ones with these boats, you know, um, could it be that they just fell overboard? But I think they would have found the bodies unless something ate them. And then again, then 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 you gotta find that. Then then you know, then you gotta be like, wait a minute. But I think you know, by now they would have found something afloat or something. You know what I mean? Maybe unless they would. I mean, I don't know. It's it's weird. You know, it's you've got to take things into consideration, right? Let's go with number two. Oh, the Nina, two thousand thirteen, when it seemingly vanished into thin air. In summer 2013, the Nina was 85 years old. The yacht had a proud and storied history, including winning a New York to Spain race only a month after being launched. In 2013, the vessel was owned by David Ditch. He planned to take his prize boat from New Zealand to Newcastle, Australia. Ditch was, and his crew began their journey at the end of May 2013. However, Nina did not arrive at its destination after several days of hoping that the wet and windy weather was responsible for the delay. New Zealand's authorities launched the largest maritime search in the country's history. Despite the intense efforts to locate the Nina and her crew, all missions failed. The once prized boat is still officially missing. What is perhaps interesting and worth noting is that location of, is the location of the disappearance. It is within the area known as the Bass Strait Triangle, a stretch of water that has claimed several ships since written records of the region began. I guess that's like their Bermuda Triangle. There's, you know, there's different places around the world. Oh, the... Okay, number one, the Dalsoho case. D-A-H-L-S-J-O. And, you know, you can research these cases on your own if you'd like to. There's, I'm sure there's more stuff on them. But they're so intriguing. I might do I might do a thing where I take each, because I know I, I like to do these countdown things. I might do a thing where I take each one. For example, let's say I take this uh, The Household case and just do a whole podcast on that case where I do more research on it. I don't know. I'll see. Because hey, it's very interesting. And what is regarded as the only mass disappearance in Swedish history. I guess the aliens don't like Swedish people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The events of July 29, 1965 in Gothenburg saw four young men seemingly vanish into thin air. Gay Carlson, Jan Olof Dahlso, and Kjell Ake Johansson were friends who worked together at the shipyards. On that rainy July morning, on that rainy July morning came the last known sighting of the three men as they drove a blue Volvo out of town. Reports that the men were missing came at different times from family members. Perhaps because of this, police were a little slow to connect the disappearances of the three men. None of them had a driver's license, which meant that at least one of them was driving illegally. 
Although the young men had occasionally found themselves in trouble for petty crimes and always seemed to have plenty of money, coincidentally or not, they were generally regarded as good guys. Whether or not there is a connection, a fourth person went missing that day in Gothenburg. Hubner Ludgvist was traveling to Lysik. I'm massacring these names, and went through Gothenburg. There, he sent his family a postcard that read, All is well, don't worry. That is the last known location of Ludgvist, although it is theorized that he likely hitched a ride with the three men on the blue Volvo. Although the three men were already known to him, or the, wait, what is it? Whether the three men were already known to him, or the meeting was pure chance, is not known. The case remains unsolved. That was the last case, man. But, again, these cases, that last case, is more, I think that was more, I don't know. Maybe they ran into some beef or something out there and, you know, God, if something happened to them, I don't know. You know, that's how it is. Um, that's how it is. But most of these cases, man, you know, you got to take them with a grain of salt. And and when I say grain of salt, you got to keep picking salt. <laughs> you got to keep putting the little grains in them as far as doing your investigation. You got to be open-minded about these things, man. I don't think, because we tend to want to believe that everything is open and shut. Everything's open and shut. Oh, that's where it is. That's it. Boom, here it is. You know? The Malaysian flight. Yeah, we found uh, things of the wreckage, whatever. But you're talking about a whole plane. A whole plane. A whole plane. How do you lose a whole plane? That's incredible, right? That's crazy. But anyway, man, that's all I got for you guys, man. Conspiracy fears and mysteries, man. They're gonna continue. I'm I'm going strong. I love it. Don't forget to follow my other podcast, Smoking a Podcast, right here on Anchor, or actually wherever you're hearing it to. I'm on like ten platforms, so it doesn't matter. You know, I'm I'm on iTunes. I'm on the big boys. I'm on Spotify. I'm on uh, Google Podcasts and all that stuff. So just follow me wherever you are, man. You want to hear more bizarre things and also leave me you could leave a message on anchor you can inbox me or you can you know send me something that you want me to explore something you want me to talk about something you want me to look at you can send me all that creepy conspiracy crazy true crime things um unsolved murders and all that stuff you can send that right to my instagram at smoking a pod or smoking a pot smoking underscore a underscore podcast on Instagram, all right, smoking podcast on Instagram, but with the underscore between before and after the eight, all right. So with that said, man, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow me on social media, like I say, and everything, man. I and I will see you eyes. on the next smoke. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Ironically, this is not far from the truth. Do you believe in fate? No. Why not? Because I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life.